Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Welcome to the In the Clouds podcast. It's Bobby Kishi along with Cole Fisher, and we're excited to continue our innovation series today with one of our loved customers um, and also one of my favorite brands out there, NBC Golf. So Nicole Roach, um, who leads some of the marketing efforts at NBC Golf, is going to join us here in just a minute. Uh, Cole, I think this is going to be a, a birdie of a podcast. Oh, no, an eagle of a podcast. Mm. Mm, Bobby, I just knew I knew the puns were coming out. <laughs> I just, you know, you teed it up perfectly and it's kind of just, <laughs> you had to go there. That's what we call a grilled cheese intro. Very cheesy. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, Nicole, thanks for jumping on the podcast with us today. We're really excited to chat through some of the things you guys are doing at NBC Golf. If you wouldn't mind just doing a, a brief introduction of yourself, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, thanks, Bobby and Cole, for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to dive into some of the cool things that we're doing. Uh, but first, I'll get to know you a little bit more. Uh, so as Bobby mentioned, my name is Nicole Roach. I'm the Senior Director of Marketing for the NBC Sports digital and consumer businesses. And specifically, I lead our customer growth and engagement strategy for the full Golf Now portfolio of businesses, including both our B2B and B2C products. Um, So you're probably wondering, what does that really mean and who is Golf Now? Um, So Golf Now consists of uh, a few different brands. First being Golf Now, which is our consumer marketplace for tee times. We also have another brand, Tee Off, another consumer market uh, marketplace for tee times. And then we have our golf pass business. And that is essentially the best golf membership that is out there. Um, it is the subscription business and streaming business um, that we offer for all things golf instruction, um, tee time benefits and bonuses, as well as um, golf travel and fitness. So ever, anything that you can possibly think of um, for golf as a golfer that you would need. You guys have um, a business unit that would fix my slice, perhaps? Well, Golf Pass has something for that. <laughs> you know, we, we have probably, you know, well over 10,000 hours of instructional content. So go and check it out, sign up maybe, and uh, I'm sure we can help you out with that for sure. <laughs> I have actually seen some of those and, uh, and tried to fix my slice. It just simply won't go away for me. So, um, <laughs> But no, so, uh, so Bobby and I have actually gotten to work uh, fairly close. I mean, we, you know, um, NBC Golf has been with, uh, been partnering with Lev for uh, a few years now. And um, Bobby and I actually got to work um, earlier on and, and kind of dig into the weeds of some of like the really cool and innovative things that you and your team were doing. Um, and, and one of those was around like, I mean, everything from, um, you know, plugins and integrations to like weather and um, geo and availability of course times and things like that. So um, can you kind of, uh, you know, detail a little more about what the, what the solution was that you guys came up with? Sure. Yeah. You know, we have been working with Lev for quite some time now, and 
it, it's fun to see how our relationship has evolved into, you know, a, a partnership and just the idea generation that we have um, is, is really cool. And, you know, I would say one of the coolest solutions that that we have really come up with and we've just continued to iterate on over um, you know, the past few years is the idea around presenting our golfers with dynamic live tee times. You know, our tee time inventory, um, there's only so much of it, right? Once someone, once that 12 o'clock tee time is gone, it's gone. So we definitely had to solve for that, that aspect. And then you take the, the needs of a golfer. They may play one to three courses on average and typically they wanna stay under around a 30 minute drive time to that course. So it was really important that we were able to combine what our golfers wanted to hear and what they wanted to see, um, the courses they wanted to play with available inventory to make it a really great experience. And then you layer that weather on top of it because you know golf is a very weather-based and seasonal business. You know, if, it's, if there's snow on the course, you're not going to play. Although I have seen some some fun images of people playing golf in the snow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know what that end product really looked like is a unique email um, distribution for every golfer within our database, in which no golfer would see the same thing. Um, they see courses that they either favorite or that they play most often, as well as then other recommended courses based off of what they have played or have shown interest in. All of the tee times and the starting price points are based off of that, that golfer's score in which we can then dynamically and live put tee times in there. So once that inventory is sold, that tee time is live and removed from that email campaign and replaced with another um, tea time that would be the next best fit for them. Um, so what we really saw with that then was improved click-through rate, right? It, they weren't seeing inventory that wasn't um, of value to them. And then as well, we saw improved conversion because what would happen before is someone would then click through their email. They're like, yes, that's the perfect tea time. It's at the course that I like. And then it's a mulligan when you get to the, the website, right? Because that inventory was already sold. So we definitely saw big improvements there just in the personalization, the conversion and the overall experience for the golfer. Very cool. So, th so this like golfer score is, it's not like the golf score where like Bobby uses an eraser on his pencil and cheats. It's like the actual like affinities and like weights of, of what their preferences are and you know um, what, what they're actually looking for. And then you marry that with uh, current availability and that, that uh, ability to access and populate content uh, upon email open for them in real time. Um, I mean, that's a really daunting task. Like, how did you guys initially, if you don't mind me asking, how did you initially approach that? Because I feel like that's an area where there's, that's such a, you know, a big ask at once. And it's so high in demand that a lot of people kind of get to this point and it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of resources to do or it feels like it's, you know, a, a pretty tall, tall order. So how did you guys initially approach that? Because I know it's been iterative over time, but you know, what was that first iteration where you guys, you know, really tried to uh, nail it down? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is is a tall order for sure, and it took many teams' involvement and collaboration and ideation to really get us to the point that we are at now to be able to implement something like that um, in a sophisticated and accurate manner. You know. In terms of 
populating the email with live tea times, that was probably the first step, right? Tying back someone's um, most booked course to a user and being able to populate that, having multiple, um, you know, uses of AMP script to be able to pull in certain features or attributes that meant something that I would say that was really part of what I would consider phase one. And then once we started to move to live tea time inventory, so we got the courses in there, we got it unique by the golfer, but there was that missing element of the inventory and that that inventory would run out. And so that really was then the next phase. And the final phase was layering on top this golfer scoring model. And that was really a collective effort, you know, between the marketing team, the CRM team, the decision science and revenue and inventory team, and then also working with Lev, right? Because we had to think of how do we pull all of these pieces together? One, build the logic and the algorithm behind it, but then how do we make it functionally accessible that we can use it in Salesforce Marketing Cloud? Right, And how do we make sure that we're able to pull in accurate information and tap into it to, to determine what should be shown or not shown to um, any individual golfer. So it was absolutely a joint effort. And I would say we're kind of at the third phase. I'm sure there will be a fourth phase at some point, right? We're constantly learning, we're constantly refining how we're approaching um, the, our content personalization and you know golfer experience. But, I would say in its simplest form, that was probably the step-by-step -step process of how we got to where we are now. I think that's such a cool story too, though, especially like not only the way you guys hurdle over like what, a, what would be a daunting task, but how you kind of start with the, if anything were possible, how could we paint this? What would be really cool to do? And it's just really neat to see something like that, especially over time that, that we've been able to kind of witness this with you guys, the iterations of, of how this is happening. And so you know, you started with, you know, uh, live updated content, you start marrying in like weather and things like that with, you know, really cool integrations and capabilities and, and pulling that in real time. And then we start marrying in like, like the individual golfer affinities um, and, you know, that golf score. And, and so it actually kind of like parlays into another thing you guys are really doing well right now, which is kind of that, that, you know, not just focusing on, you know, the courses and, you know, the partners and things like that, but you're actually focusing on the golfers themselves and, you know, their, you know, long-term um, kind of life cycle with you guys and what's important to them and how they're actually improving their own game. So maybe you can talk to us about the, the solution you guys are currently doing. Absolutely. And so this solution really ties back to one of our brands in particular um, being Golf Pass. Now I say that though, because it absolutely has the ability to scale across our other golf brands, but this is really the root, right? And if we go back to that phased approach, we love to take things in phases and we love to continue to iterate. Um, in particular though, um, this solution is called My Golf Goals. And this was a, a larger technology implementation on the Golf Pass site and mobile app for our members, right? If, if anybody is that's listening plays golf or even has just casually started, you know, playing over the past year or so, golf is hard. You know, it is the hard sport to, to get better at. And it takes constant dedication and practice and, you know, 
watching instructional videos to really get you there. And no matter how good of a golfer you are, you've never heard a golfer say that I don't wish I was better or I'm as best, I'm, I'm the best that I could be. Right. So we recognize that. Um, and so the solution was that, okay, well, let's, let's make sure that we are figuring out what is every one of our members golfer goals. Right. And for some it's to drive it farther for some, they want to work on their chipping. Um, for others, their goal is I want to play more courses. I want to play a course in every state, or, you know, I want to play more rounds per month. I wish I had more time to play. And so they really vary over, you know, kind of these different pillars of how do I learn to play better golf and how do I learn to play, you know, how do I get to play more golf? And so we built this golfer goals um, uh, form or, you know, area of the website. And that was the first step, right, is getting that set up. And once you become a member, you take this quiz or this survey to, to really build out what your goal profile is. And to them working once again, right, with our data services team um, and technology and the marketing team, we bring that into Salesforce Marketing Cloud, which then gave us the ability to put that in front of our golfers every time that they're, they're seeing an element of communication from us where it relevantly made sense. So, you know, a great example is in, you know, the members weekly newsletter. We're able to show them then the progress to any individual goal based off of how, how much of a priority that is to them, right? So if their goal is to play 10 to 15 rounds, you know, this month, we'll show them what their goal is and how they're, how they're pacing towards that goal. And then we're able to also dynamically show other content that helps them get to that goal. So once again, if we go back to somebody that's wanting to, you know, drive further, get more distance when they're driving, we can then include content elements and videos, um, video tips that support getting them to that next level, right? Getting them to reach their goals. Um, so it's just a really cool way to, you know, keep track of your progress, make sure it's constantly in front of you, because, you know, if you're not reminded of things, it's very easy to let it go to the wayside um, and do it in a really fun and engaging way. Yeah, I think that's really neat. And especially, uh, too, if, you know, if golfers are actually accessing this like from the course or, you know, um, after a round, things like that, because that's for me, it's when it's freshest and, and I, I probably shouldn't be talking too much because there's a ton on my game to improve. Um, I actually get uh, twice as much golf in for my money as, as when Bobby plays. So uh, Bobby's actually a good golfer. I'm atrocious, but I've seen like the wealth, like just kind of the encyclopedia of content that you guys have for, you know, like those actual video tutorials and things like that. And they're super helpful. So I've actually signed up for, you know, or, or previously had signed up for those uh, dynamic live tea time emails. Uh, I've not gotten into my golf goals. So that's really actually cool to, to learn about because uh, golf season is just kind of starting up for me. Um, and my goal is to um, donate less balls to the course. So, uh, but I really like uh, you kind of, uh, you know, started out by saying that you use this phased approach and iterate over time. And, you know, honestly, that's, that's all that like really any marketing program is or should be. Um, because we're always learning more, we're always getting new capability, and we're always layering on something fun on top of it. So, I mean, you know, maybe, and I don't know currently with with my golf goals if 
if there's like community aspects or shareable nature within that and you know how people with when they share their goals they're more likely to be held accountable and reach those goals and things like that and so either with my golf goals or with like the next step of of um you know new programs what would be like some of the exciting kind of roadmap items you guys are looking forward to doing yeah for sure so you know i think you you definitely kicked it off right in in the iteration process um, we are actually starting to dive in for that phase four of, you know, our tea time emails to really look like, how can we step this up to the next level? What more is it that our golfers are asking for? Or, you know, how, ha how have their behaviors changed, um, especially over this past year, you know, throughout the pandemic and everything? Um, and then, you know, we're also looking at, okay, what, what else are we gonna do exactly to your point in taking what we have existing and moving it into, okay, can we make it more personalized outside of only the email channel, right? And how do we bring that into the mobile app and how do we bring it into, you know, whether it be their, you know, push notifications or their in-app messaging or inbox experience and make sure that it's cohesive and connected across all of those elements. Um, so that's another big one. Uh, another really big thing that's on the roadmap for us, and, and it's from a product perspective, but there is gonna be a, a ton of really cool things that we're gonna be able to do from a CRM and an email and a, a mobile app perspective um, is a new product that we're launching called Golf Now Compete. So. Once again, anybody that plays golf, you know, knows that there's some competitive edge typically when you're, you're playing out there, whether that be with yourself or, you know, if you go out there with a foursome. And so there's going to be some pretty cool journeys um, and automated triggers that we're going to be running to help support that app by Golf Now. Um, there are challenges and different games that you can play within the app, live leaderboards. So tons of really cool opportunity to personalize that experience within their email communications um, or within the app, right? And then how do you, we, we, we're starting to think about, okay, how do we reward a great round, round played, right? If somebody wins the challenge, how can we then set them up for their next challenge and remind them, you know, let's set up your competition and invite your friends. So it's a very interactive app and it's gonna help to kind of take the experience outside of booking the tea time, but right on the course as well. So I'm really excited about that one. You know, that is definitely in development and it's gonna continue to, um, you know, roll out over the course of this year with a lot of really fun attributes and, and um, use cases for it. That's As someone who grew up, oh, go ahead, Cole, sorry. Uh, that, that sounds like so much fun. I mean, I, I can't, I, I've I've just kind of you know in the last couple of years been exposed to like the amount of like games and side bets little things like that and you know I'll, I'll open up roll up to like the opening tee and somebody's like hey you want to play bingo bingo bongo or wolf or heads like why do, what are all these games like what are you even talking about and you know but like it's so cool if you can like orchestrate that ahead of time have like everything centralized in one app I, it's just and honestly it sounds like that is something that would be um, just feasted upon by the the, the golfers and you know, degenerate side bet gamblers that I, that I know. So that sounds really cool. <laughs> well, especially because there, there are so many times like just growing up or even over the last couple of years where 
um, there's usually like a local game at just about every golf course, right? Like it goes off at two o'clock in the afternoon and there's, you know, three dozen people that are part of it. But the only way you really find out about it is if you just happen to be there at that particular time or if someone invites you. So I love that, uh, that notion or that idea, Nicole, of golf now compete because not only could you do it like have it set up at your local course and you could invite people to it but you could also do it with friends like right now like we just moved to florida so we don't i don't have any friends here but i could still compete against my friends who are back home or in other places and that sort of thing so that that sounds awesome i'm really excited about that yeah it, it's very very cool so i I would definitely encourage, you know, downloading the app, um, you know, over the coming month, it's going to be getting a lot of in, improved and enhanced features. I'd say it's in, in a soft launch right now. So, you know, um, more to come. Even with the soft it, but... launch, there's still 2,500 ratings and a 4.7 out of five stars on the app store. So congrats yep. to you guys. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Yes. And, uh, the um, the other piece that, that Cole mentioned as well, but I think it's something that we really tried to promote a lot and something that we re recently talked quite a bit about during our ultraviolet conference is um, just you guys have done such a great job of like really just iterating and continuously innovating on your product, but also on your digital marketing with Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And I think a lot of times marketing teams that we talk to or technology teams we talk to get so caught up in how do I get to the end state? right? Like, how do I do all the things that golf now is doing today? And I think it's just such an important lesson and something for us to, to harp on is that, you know, nothing, you know, my dad always said nothing happens magically or for free. And I kind of feel like that in marketing too, or nothing just happens overnight. It, it takes time, it takes planning, it takes effort, but it's always continuous. So that, that phased approach that you talked through around the dynamic tea times and uh, all the other innovations you guys are doing, I think is a really good lesson for marketers. So thank you so much for walking us through that and for being a part of the podcast. We really appreciate it. And lastly is our completely unrelated, although this is not completely unrelated, it's, it's somewhat related since we're talking about golf. I always think of the, the things that I, like Cole mentioned, I, I, lo I love to play golf. I love to watch golf, but there are certain things I don't like about golf. So Nicole, starting with you, what is the thing you like least about golf? You know, I, I would say I, I almost have two, two answers to this. One, that it is so darn hard, right? And that <laughs> it's so frustrating, frustrating when, for whatever reason, I just can't hit the darn ball. Um, but outside of that, you know, that, that can take practice and, and I can get better. But, you know, I asked my husband, I think it was a few weeks ago, cause we were getting ready to go play like nine holes. And I just wanted to wear like my yoga pants, like the running pants that I have. And I'm like, why can I not just wear these yoga pants? They're active, like athletic sports pants. And I'm going on the course, I'm doing it, you know, a sport. Why can I not just wear these? And, you know, I don't think that he really had a great answer for me either, but, you know, I think there are some notions on, you know, dress code and, and proper golf attire. You know, I personally, I say, hey, just get out and go play. I don't, I don't care what you do it in. Just get out and go play the game because it is a really great game and it, it's, it is a lot of fun. So that's probably I the thing not. that I like least. I can't wear exactly what I want. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. I can't remember the last time I saw in a tennis court someone walking around in khakis and loafers. 
trying to play tennis. So I have no idea as to why on a golf course, you have to look like you're going to a dinner or something along those lines. I'll never understand it. Hmm. Cole, how about you? I like to golf in a tux, so I just keep it classy. <laughs> Let's keep it classy. Um, so I, I don't know that I, I would say it's something I hate, but I think it's something that like I'm I'm just baffled by. Um, and and the thing is, like the more the more you golf and the more you understand golf, like the more like pervasive this is throughout the entire game is just like the magnitude of something, such a subtle nuance and how that can completely throw a game off. So. Like for instance, I was, I was in Florida uh, several weeks ago golfing with my, my cousin and he was like, oh now, and he's, he's, a, he's a really good golfer and he knows the game very well. And it was a super challenging course. Um, and, and I actually golfed really well on it just cause I, I just listened to everything he was saying. He was like, now this fairway looks super flat and straight but if you land on the left 50% of it you will bounce in the water no matter what. I'm like I would never guess that looking at this or you know, he's like, now this is um, Bermuda spring grass. And so the grain is going to go left to right. And so you're, and it's like, well, all these little things would completely throw me off. So uh, just last week I was golfing. And if there's one like mediocre, acceptable thing about my game, it's my drive. It's always straight. It's always right down the middle and it's a pretty good distance. Um, but just for no apparent reason, I just got the shanks and I've not done anything like whatever it is. It's just some small, like where my thumb is or like, just, you know, where my, like the, the direction of my knuckles or something like that. And now I'm like 50 yards sliced every time, just something so small because like a good driver, a good swing requires you to put like 20 different things together at once at the same time. And if you don't do it, you're in the next fairway and you know, you're adding, 10 strokes onto your game. So it's just one of those things that's just so wild to me, all the little things that can completely throw you off. I can almost guarantee that Nicole has a course or a training tutorial on golf paths for the shanks. <laughs> that we do. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more, Cole. It's such a, I had the shanks once when I was in high school and like, it's so frustrating because it takes like you almost just have to swing your way out of it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not a, an easy thing to get rid of. Um, I, I think my biggest thing with golf is it's so expensive. Um, and I don't know if it's because we're all dressed up and so we feel like we need to, to spend a lot of money to do it. Um, there are obviously some courses that are great that don't uh, cost an arm and a leg, but like the equipment is expensive. I remember because I, I played golf in high school. And so luckily we didn't have to pay for golf balls. We got them from the school. I remember after I graduated and I started playing golf on my own and I paid for Titleist Pro V1s that are $50 for a dozen balls. I was like, I can't, oh. I can't spend this much on golf balls. <laughs> Burger King can't pay for this. So I, I, I think just overall the cost, um, but I think that the, a lot of courses, there's also a lot of other like suppliers and manufacturers out there that have done a nice job of getting their prices down, not only for golf balls, but golf clubs as well. But um, it's, uh, I think that. I feel like it's all circular reasoning because like the golf courses are like, well, look at all these folks. They all got like nice collared shirts on and stuff. They can afford <laughs> this. Let's jack the prices up. And then all the golfers just keep wearing nice stuff. So it's, you know, it's just, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> That's yeah, why think, we all you know, need the, to start wearing basketball shorts and uh, <laughs> leggings to play golf. 
<laughs> this poor guy can't take it. Just cut him a break. Cut him some slack. Cheap in course, will you? It's, I think it's, you know, it is definitely the cost, I think, in previous years has definitely been, you know, challenging or a barrier. Um, but one thing that I love so much that I'm seeing is alternative options, right? Like, so, you know, once again, I personally, I can't last a full 18 rounds, um, but you give me nine holes and I'm in, right? Like 18 holes is a bit too much for me, but I can absolutely get get in with a nine hole, be good to go. So, right, I think there's really cool evening and glow golf options that are out there, you know, just to get out there, maybe not for the length of time, but to start experiencing the game, um, get comfortable with it, get engaged with it. So I'm loving that there are more, you know, twilight and alternative options that are becoming um, more of the norm and more available in terms of inventory. And similar on, you know, the, the equipment. Equipment can definitely be costly, um, but there are some smaller brands that are out there which are absolutely like great starter options, right? Um, so I, I think we're seeing good movement forward in that direction. And, you know, I don't want it to be a full intimidator, but I, you know, it is, it can, it can be a barrier for sure. Well, that's a really good point. Cause it's, it's like, there, there aren't a lot of like hobbies or pastimes where you're like, Hey, I need to clear four and a half hours of my day, you know, in order to do this full thing. Like it's, it, it'd be nice to right. have more, more approachable options where like, Hey, I got a little bit of free time. I didn't expect, or, you know, where it used to just be like, you can do the driving range, but that's about it. Unless you're, you know, going to get a half score for on, on front nine. <laughs> I've always thought there should be a 12 hole golf course. Nicole, like you, like my wife and I would go out and play and we like, we'd get through the nine holes, but like, I just want to play a couple more holes. Like I don't want to play another mm -hmm. full nine, you know, um, which I think like to your point has been great where things like top golf, even where like, people who don't even play golf can get introduced to the game and make it fun and interactive. So I definitely agree. There's a lot of alternatives out there, other options that, that they've come out with to try to grow the game. Well, thank you again, Nicole, so much for the time. Really appreciate hearing about what you guys are doing over at NBC Golf and Golf Now and the cool things you're doing with Marketing Cloud. I really appreciate it. And we hope to talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you again for having me. It was great.